Hello, I'm Kathy Duplantis, and I'm so excited to be with you on today's program. As I'm gearing up for Glorious, my 21st Women's Conference here at JDM's International Headquarters, I'm excited to share with you this powerful sermon titled, We Are God's Glorious Treasure. I pray it stirs you up and opens your eyes to see that no matter where you are today in God, you are very valuable and powerful. You know, I love the Passion Translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 that says, We are like common clay jars that carry His glorious treasure within, so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Are you ready to tap into His divine riches and be transformed? I want you to open your heart and prepare for an overflow. So watch now and be blessed. I'd like you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You know, that song that Renee just sang about the woman with the alabaster box is so precious to me. And the Bible records two different women that used their treasured alabaster box of ointment to minister to Jesus. One woman was identified as a sinner that anointed the feet of Jesus in the home of a Pharisee that neglected to wash Jesus' feet. And then there's the other story about Mary, which is more often repeated in the Gospels, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. You've probably heard of her. She was the other woman that poured the ointment to prepare Jesus for his burial. Both women seized their opportunity to do what needed to be done. I like to say it this way, a woman's got to do what a woman's got to do. <laughs> Amen. I think women understand that statement. They both seize their opportunity. You know, during biblical times, when a young woman arri arrived at the age to marry, her family would buy an alabaster box for her and filled it with ointment. And the size of the box and the value of the ointment was to display the amount of wealth that her family had acquired. But, so, but these women knew what it meant, and people all around them knew what this meant. And they honored Jesus with their treasured alabaster box. It was very valuable. Possibly, it's been said that it's one year's salary. Think about that. If you work for a living and your salary, your whole year that you make, that was the value of that box, that offering, if you want to call it that, that she broke, that those women broke and gave and poured and ministered to Jesus with. They knew that Jesus was more valuable than their treasured alabaster box. They both poured out more than ointment. They poured out their whole heart to Jesus, and when they did, they were transformed into God's glorious treasure. Let's read our text in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read 6 through 10 in the King James Bible, and then we're going to break it down a little later in other translations. Verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 through 10. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on, on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. 
always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So God had a plan to pour himself into us. And the same God who spoke light into existence, who said light be, is the same God who spoke light into us and poured himself into us. And he calls it a treasure. He calls it precious. Amen? In fact, let's look at verse 6 in the Passion Translation, which is so powerful. It says, For God who said, Let brilliant light shine out of darkness is the one who has cascaded his light into us, the brilliant dawning of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. Isn't that powerful? This same God, this brilliant light, he said when he spoke, things happened. So he has already deposited so much inside of you. That life force of God is already there inside of us. Don't you already feel that? I mean, the light of God is something. You know, and if you let it, it'll shine out of your eyes. You know, wake up. You know, when you sometimes you gotta shake your sister next to you, say, wake up. Shine for Jesus. Hallelujah. My first point is the brilliant light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only force that will overcome the darkness of this world. I'm going to say it again. The brilliant light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only force that will overcome the darkness of this world. And if you watch the TV at all lately, you see a whole lot of darkness out there. That's why we have to intensify our efforts and pray and let Jesus shine out of us so that people can see that there's a better way to live. You can have joy in your life, amen? You don't have to be in hate. You can walk in love, amen? God is calling us to be armor bearers of his love and be a reflection of heaven. Hallelujah. God's enlisting us into his army to step it up. You know, it's not enough to just sit and look at things. You know, I remember, I think it was, it was uh, Martin Luther King that says, there comes a time when silence becomes betrayal. And so we need to speak up and say what God is calling us to say. Amen. If all it is to say, you know, Jesus loves you. If you smile and tell people how wonderful Jesus is or in your life, then, then you're going to be a reflection of him. That light that was poured into you is going to come pouring out to somebody else. Amen? It's who cares if they don't smile back? You be the one that takes that step and smile big. You know? And show the joy of the Lord. And you know, so you don't have to have the biggest smile. You can have a smiling countenance. You know, because I know my husband, sometimes I'm, I'm smiling, but he, he knows I'm not happy. It's a different kind of a smile. And, and I think we all know what you're talking about, because even if you don't say a word, your, your body language communicates. You know, I have to work on this, this eyebrow of mine. And, and I try to, to not let everything I'm thinking show on my face. I'm working on that. I'm not there, but I'm working on it. But my goal is to let the light of Jesus flow through me. 
And, and, and you know, it happens when you, when you look at him instead of everything else. And, he, and you're able to see things the way he sees them. When I was just first born again, just a young girl, I was born again when I was about 21, and I was married, Jesse and I were married at that time for about uh, uh, three years, and I had a little girl, she was about a year and a half, Jody was just a baby, and I, and I was, I got watched Billy Graham on TV, and I don't even remember what he said, but my life, and I don't even remember what I prayed. But I know something supernatural happened, and I was totally radically born again. I had never read the Bible before that point, but my life was changed. And I began to set my sights on my husband. And I knew, and I, the, one, the one thing that was so important to me, even though I had never read the Bible, God let me know that the reason he was acting the way he was acting was because he didn't know Jesus. And it gave me such peace, it gave me such strength, it gave me such compassion to be able to look at my answer rather than the problem. You know, I, I had many people that told me to give up and leave him and give up and, and go another direction because it's too, it's too impossible. But I had another plan. I had an assignment from heaven. My mother doesn't like to hear this, but the day that we got, we got married in a beautiful wedding, we had a beautiful wedding in Holy Rosary Catholic Church in Homa, Louisiana. We had probably 22 people on the, on the altar area. And uh, it was beautiful. And more people in the wedding party than in the church because they were, <laughs> they were all at the reception hall getting drunk, <laughs> waiting for us to show up. We were all heathens back then. I didn't know anybody who didn't drink. And so I remember my husband, my mother did not like Jesse. She always was trying to get me to not marry him. And, you know, and she actually, she told me after the wedding was over and we had a little quick honeymoon here in New Orleans because from Homa to New Orleans, it's a big road trip. <laughs> and um, we stayed at a little quick no-tell motel somewhere there just and then came back because we had to get on to Texas because he was, he had a job in the, in the, in a Six Flags area. He had auditioned, he'd won. It's kind of like before they had the American Idol kind of thing. He won some kind of him and his buddy. Anyway, we were on our way, we we're gonna go on our way. So all our little wedding gifts were in a U-Haul trailer being pulled by the car onto Texas. Those were in the days before you had a cell phone to call home. <laughs> this was in 1970. And so here it was, my mama, as I'm leaving the house with all my wedding gifts that she had gathered from the reception, and my clothes and things that I needed. It was just a little small U-Haul trailer. And uh, I remember her last words to me were, honey, just remember you can leave that trash anytime you want. <laughs> yes. And you know, stubborn as I was, I think that made me stick to it just a little longer than I may at some point. But once I got born again, that wasn't even a factor. It was just the fact that I knew that Jesus changed me so he'd be able to change him. So I knew that the light, only thing that could change him, back to my point, the brilliant light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only force that will overcome the darkness of this world. I found out to just a few verses before our text in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that the God of this world blinds the eyes of those, lest they should see the light of the glorious gospel and be born again. So when I read that in the scripture, and I remember reading it, and it was probably in the Gideon Bible, 
you know, that was in the hotel before I got my own. Just scanning and reading and looking at things and studying it every single day. It was my, that was my feast. You know, I just, I just devoured it. And I remember when I read that, I said, you know, so I, I put it, I eventually learned and was studying and I would listen whenever I could. I couldn't really go to church because he was in the nightclub business and, and uh, generally we were traveling on a Sunday to a next place. But whenever we weren't traveling, I would go to a church. And I remember I'd go in there. If they'd have a prayer line, I'd stand in proxy for my heathen husband. <clears throat> I had people all over the nation praying for Jesse, and he didn't even know it. But I remember laying hands on him in the night and casting the devil out of him. And... But, but I had an assignment, and it was just, I'll never forget the day about two years after I was born again that he accepted Jesus into his life because I'd asked him to watch Billy Graham with me on TV. And, uh, and then he, st- and I, you know, I didn't realize this till a little few years back that that day was actually my birthday weekend. So maybe that's why he agreed to do it. <laughs> because earlier I had tried to bring him to church with me, and once, I had a lot of bad experiences with that. <laughs> but I, you know, I kept at it, but there was just one that really went over the top, and I said, and he told me, don't you ever invite me to church again. So I, I, I figured I had to go stealth, you know. So I prayed, and I remember asking him, why he watched Billy Graham with me? And he said, why would I want to do that? Of course, he had a whole lot of other words in between those words. <laughs> I hope y'all still love Jesse. <clears throat> we just, been, we just, well, we couldn't really celebrate. We, had, we just, but we, I guess we commemorated 50 years of marriage in June. So here, because of COVID, we couldn't do the anniversary trip. We couldn't celebrate Jesse's birthday. Couldn't travel. Things were shut down. My birthday went by, and here it is, the 20th anniversary. We're having a celebration tonight and tomorrow. But I know that I remember I was asking him to watch Billy Graham with me, and, when, and he, I said, well, look, look at the TV. And, you know, it's just Jesse and I have always been able to just talk in a practical way, common sense way. And I said, look at the TV. And it wasn't a put down to him. He's pulling more people than you are. That stadium's packed. He must be saying something. And to me, that's just logical. He didn't take it as a put down, and I didn't mean it as one, but it was real. Somebody must be saying something if the stadium's full. So he listened, and God touched his heart, and he got born again. And that's our story. Jesus made all the difference. The light of God shined on his heart and took that darkness that was in there and totally radically transformed our lives. And that's where we are today. We are never going to give up on the gospel. It's the thing that, that transformed us. It's the thing that keeps us going. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the light of God came into our lives. And I tell you, I want to be like moonbeams with it always coming out. Do you see it? Hallelujah. The, God, the brilliant light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only force that will overcome the darkness of this world. I'm telling you what, a lot of people all over the world are seeing that. 
And I'm believing for a whole lot more. There are 7 billion plus people on this planet that, and all of them need to see the good news about Jesus. We have, we're, we, we're behind schedule. We need to keep getting the word out, amen? More people need to hear about how good and wonderful our Jesus is. Hallelujah. My second point. The moment that we accept Jesus as our Savior, we are supernaturally transformed from within to carry this glorious treasure that empowers us to do what we could never do on our own. We all know that we can't get this thing done on our own. That's why we need to rely on Jesus. Amen? I'm going to repeat my point. The moment that we accept Jesus as our Savior, we are supernaturally transformed from within to carry this glorious treasure that empowers us to do what we could never do on our own. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, again, verse 7. Uh, but we're going to read it in the um, New Living, no, the Passion Translation. It says, we are like, this is really our, our key verse for this whole conference. Verse 7, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Amen? Amen. So there's something, no matter what package you may have, you may be short, you may be tall, you may be fat, you may be thin, you may be old, you may be young, you may be white, you may be black, you may be Hispanic. No matter what your beautiful package is, and let me tell you, it's beautiful. God sees us all as beautiful gifts. He sees us, you know, and, and appreciates us. No matter what our packages are, that's just our earth suit. Inside of us is something so supernaturally spectacular. I'm telling you, I have to have this earth suit or you couldn't stand my gorgeous self. I mean, it. think about it. God himself is right in there transforming us. And we're gorgeous inside. You look like him. You have his divine attributes. Amen. I have these little Limoges boxes. Have you heard of them? Have you seen any? There's these little decorative, amazingly beautiful boxes. I have one or two, but I've seen them in the antique shops here in New Orleans, and they're beautiful, like little porcelain, gorgeous things. But they all have a little hinge, a couple of hinges, and they open up, and there's supposed to be something else inside there that's even more valuable than that. They're beautifully painted, and they're gorgeous. They're really amazing. But we're in the same way. We may have a certain look on the outside, but when we open up, that's where the real stuff is. That's where the real treasure is. Amen? Listen to what uh, Rick Renner's translation of, of this same verse. He has a few things about this that I wanted us to, to hear today. He says, we possess treasure within ourselves. And not only do we possess treasure, but are easily broken inferior temporary bodies are themselves the treasure chambers where this astonishing cash is kept. See, God chose it this way. And then he goes on to say, Paul uses these Greek words almost in amazement to joyfully announce that the human body 
is the residence of the Holy Spirit, God's powerful gift to every believer. And he goes on to say, even though our human bodies are fragile and eventually die, it pleased God to deposit this gift inside of us. Think about how incredible that is. He says, the human body is so fragile that the wrong diet can kill it. Working too hard can break it. Too much pressure can damage it. And even after caring tenderly for it for an entire lifetime, it still eventually dies. Yet God placed his greatest treasure inside of us anyway. He continued to say, you are the hiding place for God's greatest treasure, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. Woo-ha! That excites me. He says, you are valuable and precious in God's sight. Even though in the natural, you may seem weak, and sometimes I do feel weak. Sometimes I may appear to be weak. Sometimes, and it says, even though you may seem weak, fragile, and valueless, God has chosen your human body as the place to hide his greatest treasure. Sometimes we just need to take the time to look inside and realize how powerful uh, a deposit we have within us. What has really happened when we said yes to Jesus? Amen. Amen? Are you realizing what God's divine deposit in you really means? Listen, inside of you is something supernaturally spectacular. The life force of God Almighty is yours to shine. Are you shining today? I believe that you are, and I believe that God is going to bring someone across your path that needs to see what you have. I hope this message is ministering to you today. Remember, it doesn't matter what you think you can't do, and it doesn't matter how old you are or what you think you look like. Maybe you see yourself as weak, and you've questioned your value in life. I believe that God put me on this program to tell you this. You are gorgeous. You are worth more to him than all the riches in this world. And I want you to know your creator has a marvelous plan for you, and he will bring it to pass if you believe him. I would love to pray with you right now. Bow your head. Father, I thank you for every person that's watching with me today. Lord, I thank you that we can agree together as touching the things that are concerning them right now. Lord, bless them today. Let them know that they are your glorious treasure and that you value them infinitely above anything else on this earth. Touch them today. Strengthen them. Let them receive whatever it is that's on their heart, whatever they need, whether it's sickness that's attacked their body. I pray for their healing. Lord, if their finances are in trouble, Lord, I pray that you'd prepare them and show them the way out of that and bless everything they set their hand to do. Touch them today, Lord. Bless them. Let them know how much you love them and how valuable they are to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I'm so blessed to be able to pray and minister on this broadcast today. And I'm also excited to tell you about what God has put on my heart just for you. He's been imparting wisdom to help you and me live the glorious life that he's designed for us. And he's given me a new book titled, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, that I know this is going to help you to discover the life that he designed uniquely for you. Think about this. Jesus has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Just think about the impact of that truth for a moment. Take away the limitations that you've placed on yourself in the past and let your imagination soar. 
whatever it is that looks like a better life to you, whether it's walking in divine health, having relationships restored, enjoying more peace. Think about all those things. God's design for you in life includes all of that and more. And I believe this book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, is going to show you how to achieve the better life that God has in store for you. All you have to do is go to jdm.org to pre-order your copy today. Now stay right there. I'll be right back with more to share with you after this brief message. Do you know we are part of God's plan? And he said that we would do the work that Jesus did and greater. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 2022 is the year for you to possess all that God has promised you. Raise your expectation. God has given you the ability to produce. Let's go do the work. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. Kathy Duplantis is glorious, a conference for women, Friday, March 25th and Saturday, March 26th. Register online at jdm.org. I hope you are making plans to come to my glorious conference. It's Friday, March 25th at 7 p.m. and Saturday, March 26th at 9 a.m. I am expecting an explosion of God's glory greater than we've ever seen. We've planned an amazing time of fun fellowship, spirit-led worship, and dynamic teachings. So registration and admission are free, so go to jdm.org and register today. I can't wait to see you here. Have you read Jesse's book? Wanting a God You Can Talk To? This book is a great resource to build on what we've been learning today. Developing an intimate relationship with your father is key to understanding your value and the amazing treasure you have in him. Wanting a God You Can Talk To is one of Jesse's most popular books, and I know that it will bless your life. So just go to jdm.org for all the ordering information today. You know, I'd like to take a moment right now to thank all of our partners that are out there. Jesse and I are so thankful for your faithful love and financial support. It's amazing that we've been reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time for, with the gospel for 46 years. And that would not be possible without you. Every year, God makes more and more avenues available for us to utilize, and God's kingdom is growing. You are fueling every outreach of this ministry, and with you by our side, we are bringing God's love to every corner of the earth 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Thank you. We so appreciate it. And this month, for your March partnership, we've been offering Jesse's new message, The Invasion of Time. This message will show you how Jesus came to start the clock, and you'll also see how God is always on time. You can go to our website at jdm.org for all the information. Thank you for joining me today and allowing me to come into your home. I want to see you back here next week for part two of We Are God's Glorious Treasure. See you then. Bye-bye. Be filled with the presence of God as you watch Jesse and Kathy's anointed messages of faith. Receive free instant access to these powerful teachings today by downloading the JDM app. You will be able to stream hundreds of sermons on your smart TV, your web browser, and any mobile device. You will also have access to our weekly TV show and much more. Download the JDM app today. Available on Google Play, the Apple Store, 
Roku TV, and more. You will demonstrate God's extraordinary overflow of power to your world. I'm telling you what, God has orchestrated opportunities for you that you passed on by because you didn't think it was important enough. You thought maybe it was going to be done another way, but God is showing you, you need to step into your yes, step into your opportunity, because that is where His power will be unleashed.